Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. My name is Tim Birch and today my very special guest uh, is Emily Solaby and sit back because I've got a introduction on her that it's amazing and I just and I just jokingly said I don't know when she finds time to sleep so uh, <laughs> this is true this is really true Emily Solaby is the founder of Juno Jones a new safety boot company making stylish steel-toed boots for women and they are fantastic you need to check this out she's also the creator of the Hazard Girls community and the host of the weekly Hazard Girls podcast who um, our uh, own NSPS vice president Amanda Allred was on recently uh, and they both knocked it out of the park. Emily holds a BA in Women's Studies from the University of Minnesota, as well as her Juris Doctor and Master's in Broadcasting from Temple University. She's a former attorney and co-owner of AAA School of Trucking, a transportation training firm based in Pennsylvania. Welcome to the podcast, Emily. And thank you, uh, it's great to have you on here. We once again we would like to say thank you for showcasing Amanda uh, and what she's been uh, been able to kind of push her way into into some of the things in, into you know into surveying yeah. in, a, in a man's world which you know also all too well and you're doing your part to to break into this so what's your background and how the heck did you get into all of these things <laughs> well first of all Amanda was amazing to have on the show on the Hazard Girls podcast she is really just such a strong advocate for your industry and just spreading the word about surveying to just so many people, um, young women and all different types of people who might not have thought of getting into it. So it was it was really nice to have her on, so thank you. Um, as for me, uh, well, I started my career as a domestic violence victim advocate, actually. That was back in college, and that made me want to go to law school. So I got my law degree and I went to work as an attorney for legal aid. And I was doing like domestic violence restraining orders and family law matters like divorce and child custody. And after doing it for a few years, I just, I needed a change. I wanted to do something different. Um, so I went back to graduate school and I met my future husband there and we ended up, this is where the story just takes a turn. We ended up um, taking over a family business in the trucking industry. Uh, and that's how I kind of got my feet into non-traditional fields. So I was um, I was working, you know, at, at our transportation company and um, building that company up over the last eleven years now with my husband. Um, and that's where I got the idea to start Juno Jones. And so, as you mentioned, I'm the founder of Juno Jones, which is the stylish safety boot company. And that's also uh, where the idea for the Hazard Girls community and podcast came about as well. Very cool. Very well, and I guess, I mean, let's. I guess let's let's start there and talking about women in a transportation 
setting in trans in, in transportation mode uh you don't see a lot of women in over the road trucking situations and not that they can't do it it's it's one of i guess it's one of those things and uh, i guess that's mm-hmm. that's what you what you really wanted to see was women being able to to, to go in non-traditional roles is that was that yeah. part of your drive i mean it's so the trucking industry you know all of these industries really but the trucking and transportation industries are have been hard for women to break into just because they've been so male dominated over the years and there are safety issues and there's being away from your family so there have been a lot of different issues that women have had to deal with um, over the years and you know for me shoes were kind of my little part of how how can i help how can i make things different and better for women so being a lifelong shoe lover that's where my interests lie uh, in a lot of ways and i got this idea to create juno jones and to create safety boots that actually fit women's feet Um, and i went to my community in the trucking industry and in the transportation industry and people's heads just like exploded they were so excited the the other women i was talking to they were just so excited about the idea and i'm like well, if, the, if people are this excited and I'm this excited about it, I have to make this happen. Right. So that's that's how the idea for for Juno Jones came about. Okay. So I have to ask, who's Juno Jones? Uh, <laughs> well, Juno Jones, I guess, is a fictional character, but she represents, you know, the strong woman who is willing to take on the world, and she's modern and she's adventurous. That's good. That's that that's and and that's part of what. I'm glad to see all of the things that you're into and really providing that strong, uh, strong role model for, for not just young women, but all women to be able to say, Hey, I can do this. And this is part of, part of what we, what, what we should be able to be uh, readily accepted in to be able to do as well. And, and, uh, so as far as shoe design, I mean, where is this something you went to school for? I mean, you went to classes. I mean, what, how did you get into shoe design? Actually, be able to design yeah, because my background's law, right? Yes, exactly. Transportation. Well, I'm just I'm a lifelong boot lover. When I was in high school, I always had like my very favorite pair of boots. I'd wear them every day. I was never one of those people that had a million pairs of shoes. I just would have my favorite. Right. And um, you know that was just. Over the years, I had like I would have like my pair of Blundstones and I'd wear them to death until they were dead. And then I'd I'd have my my Doc Martens and I'd wear them. And I just I have so much love for these brands and uh, they meant so much to me. And I just felt very strongly about good quality footwear and especially boots. Um, it's from a fashion perspective as well. So um, when I was in college, I, ha- I did a semester in Cuernavaca, Mexico, and I had the opportunity to take a shoemaking class there. Um, as an elective. And I took it. I loved it. It was so much fun. I, you know, it was, I was really passionate about it, but I was on a different career path. So it just kind of like sat in the back of my mind. Um, But I did have the shoemaking bug a little bit. So uh, when I decided to create Juno Jones and form my team, the first thing I did was I went to the Brooklyn shoe space in New York and I took shoemaking courses there. Okay. So I had the opportunity to actually hand make um, shoes. I made sandals and sneakers and high heels. So I, I really had a have a good understanding of the structure and the parts of a of a shoe. Well, and that's what's going to be my next question is that it just seems to me that 
you know, unlike a, an athletic shoe and what, you know, famously Nike did way back in the day, putting basically rubber in a waffle iron and doing that. I mean, a boot, I mean, a, a, a fine crafted shoe really has to be done by hand and designed and, and put together by hand. Uh, and that's basically the, the process you went through is building these by hand. Well, I, so the Juno Jones boots are manufactured in a fourth generation um, facility in Leon, Mexico. These are craftspeople that have been doing this for generations. They know their stuff. They have a love of boots. Um, I've spent time with them and, and their families, and um, it's really a wonderful place. And we've been working so closely with them to develop the boot. You can't just like hand over, this is a design I want. Can you please make this? That's right. Footwear is so complicated and really you have to go through numerous prototypes and fit testing and back and forth in design. So that was a long process and um, we're just getting to the end of it now and our boots are coming off the manufacturing line uh, this week. Very good. That's that that's and that's got to be such a, a a wonderful feeling that you're you're going to see uh, all these this this all this hard work come to fruition and be able to roll this out uh, for for a specific market. I mean, for somebody that you really, really are looking out for. Yeah, it's an amazing feeling. I, when I was first starting and I was speaking to people, consultants in the industry, everyone, you know, was like, no, you, there's no way you can do this. It's, it's going to be too hard. It's going to take too long. This is going to take you years. And then, and I, in my head, I was like, oh, it's not going to take me that long, <laughs> but it really did. It really did take a few years. Um, and it is challenging, but it is so satisfying to see something created that you know is going that people are going to love and people are it's going to make people feel good right right because i can i can say as a i'll say a career long uh boot buyer um yeah it's, <laughs> it's much it's much easier yes from the serving standpoint it's much easier for a man to go in literally any shoe store boot store specialty boots especially and they're built for the male foot mm -hmm. and so for you to take the time and put the effort in and and to make them look as nice as they do, uh, it's it, I, I applaud you for your efforts, and that's uh, I, I I can't wait to get get these in some people's hands and just uh, and see and uh, see them grow because uh, it, it's such it's such a great great concept, great concept. Well, I've uh, had so many people sending me uh, pictures of the choices that they have to choose from for their boots. <laughs> They'll send me pictures of like this is this is the shelf, and it, it'll have like one pair. Right. Or, you know, just a few, a few pairs. And sometimes they're men's boots that are just too, you know, that are just shrunk, shrunken down to try to fit a woman's foot. So. Right. Exactly. Well, uh, that, that's you know, like I said, I, I applaud you for doing that. And we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more at the end of the podcast. But uh, let's jump over to Hazard Girls uh, for mm -hmm. a moment and the podcast and the whole Hazard Girls community idea. Uh, Obviously, your your initial uh, experience uh, with domestic violence and and those those issues has has really brought you into some of that realm. Um, I mean, how much plays into what you put together for Hazard Girls and and going down that road uh, with putting women in non traditional careers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know that it relates directly to my work as a domestic violence victim advocate, but I think. Looking back just on my my passions in life, it, it's always been to help women in some way. And so I think that's, uh, you know, at that 
early stage in my career, that's how I was doing it. And then I wanted more of a the creative end of things. And I found a way, I think, to put my creativity um, and my love of high quality, beautiful, stylish footwear together to help women in, in this way. So I think that's really the connection there. But the Hazard Girls community is in a community that grew out of Juno Jones. So, you know, when I when I started Juno Jones, I, you know, we put out our Instagram page and we were connecting with all different kinds of women in, in these different industries. And people were asking me, um, do you know any other women in science or do you know other any other women in engineering? And I knew so many. So I decided to create a Facebook page just to connect people. Mm -hmm. And it grew from there. And um, it's, it's a wonderful group. It's just very supportive. Um, and people come together to discuss the issues at their jobs and come, come to each other for advice. Um, and then, of course, the podcast grew out of that which um, the Hazard Girls podcast is a weekly program where I'm a host and I get to interview a different woman every week about her career. And as you know, I got to interview Amanda Allred, um, your vice president of NSPS. But every week it's, just, it's usually somebody from a different industry. So in that way we get to spread the word about these different careers. And um, something exciting I just found out today, we're in the top 3% for the career category on Apple Podcasts in America. Very nice, very nice. Because I, I guess that's one thing, if, if nothing else, that's one of the good things to come out of the pandemic is that we have had some time to, to, <laughs> to download and listen to a lot of these things. And there's a lot of good content out there and people have a lot of good stories to tell. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's why I guess I'm, I'm pleased to hear that you're doing that. Uh, that's doing so well because there there is a lot of good stories that 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 women in a lot of these careers need to be need to have an outlet to tell. Um, you know, that's that's been I we're starting to see as a as a main theme, especially in trying to promote surveying and other STEM things to the younger generations. Is that I mean, as a middle aged white man, I walk into a to a classroom. That's stereotypical of me telling them what I'm doing, but how do I, you know, I don't look like the young, the young woman or the young minority. Um, I, I can't relate. And so um, having these stories out there from people yeah. that the, the young, the youngsters can relate to that to me is just, is, is very important. And I'm glad you're, you're talking to these women in, in various uh, uh, professions that, are able to share that story. Yeah, I think it was Sally Ride who said, you can't be it if you can't see it. You know, yeah. and it has to start somewhere, but I think having that role model, um, having those role models out there for young people to see really makes all the difference. Yes, exactly. And that's why it's, you know, I'm glad you had Amanda on. We've had a couple of other uh, young uh, uh, female surveyors on this. Um, a couple that really stand out to me just for our old list, our uh, our constant listeners, uh, Anna Rios from Texas. I mean, wonderful young woman. Just go get her. She's putting together the women's. She put together the 2019 Women, Women's Survey Summit, and she's trying to do it again. Uh, stupid awesome. pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you, so it's it's people like that we have to showcase. So I'm glad to hear that you're able to connect with these different professions as well. Yeah, it's great to be able to amplify these amazing voices. So 
as far as putting together Juno Jones and Hazard Girls, what's your goal? What do you want to achieve with both of these programs? Well, with Juno Jones, our goal is to build a brand, a safety footwear brand that continues to grow with the changing needs of women uh, as we break these barriers in hazardous fields and in non-traditional fields. So we want to expand our line. We have a few styles up our sleeves and uh, we'll be introducing those um, over the next few seasons. Uh, and with the Hazard Girls, we really want to just continue to have this community and to grow this community where people can come together. We hope to grow our podcast audience to, um, we hope to just be able to spread the word to more women about these great opportunities in, in the different fields that we're interviewing people about. You, that's, that's great. I guess if you had control over everything, where do you want to see Hazard Girls in a year, two years? What, what? What other thoughts do you have on building the brand? Well, I mean, like I said, we just really want to continue to grow the audience, to grow the community. Um, we have our podcast, uh, which is amazing. And we've been given this great part opportunity to partner with Jacket Media Company, which is uh, a manufacturing podcast company that puts out several awesome podcasts uh, in the manufacturing and business sector. And um, we're also partnered with C-Suite Radio. So we're just really focusing on, you know, continuing to do that, creating amazing content, giving more women voices. Um, and as for the brand, like I said, we're, we're really focused on um, creating new styles of footwear. We want to give women more options in safety footwear. You know, with as, as I mentioned before, you know, a lot of these big companies are just I don't know if you've heard the term. It's it's um, shrink it and pink it. And what that means, it's, it's sort of known in the footwear industry. And what it means is that companies, when they're making something for women, they just are making it smaller and then maybe they slap some pink on it somewhere. And this, this is sort of across the board in many, many areas of the footwear industry. Um, but in safety footwear, it is particularly egregious because safety footwear is all about safety. And if a boot is not fitting a woman's foot properly, well, she can be injured. And studies have shown that women are actually injured more in the workplace due to ill-fitting gear, including footwear. So, of course, you know, we want to continue to solve these problems and give them more options. Absolutely. And, it, it, you know, because I, I having a uh, a wife and, uh, well, not not so, I say not so young daughter, uh, early 20s, that, yeah, there was always this complaint of, um, yeah, they've only got available in, in boys' sizes and you it just doesn't fit the same way than, than, uh, than, than women's clothes. And obviously yeah. women don't want to wear men's, men's jeans. So, uh, yeah. why would they want to wear men's boots? So, right. <laughs> um, no, that that's, that's fantastic. Um, you know, and I, I'm just wondering out loud that, you know, is there an opportunity do you think to start talking to other, uh, clothing manufacturers, other safety, um, manufacturers, whether it be, anything for PPE, for hard hats, various things like that. Do we really need to start thinking about more of, of women-centric lines in some of these things? I mean, you've hit it on it in boots. Um, do we need to really need to press some of these industries into, into doing these things? Yeah, I mean, I think with the big companies, what you're going to run into is they're interested. We all know what they're interested in. It's their bottom line. So, uh, right. you know, the numbers just aren't there yet. 
Um, but I, but the good news is that there are so many small, uh, many women led companies that are initiating these types of things. Like there are, there's a company um, called safety for her. Um, and they are creating vests that are fitted, fitted to women. There's cover girls and they're making, uh, basically mining suits for women. Um, and then there's dovetail, which is making jeans. So yeah, there are many, um, new companies that have sprouted up over the past few years that are really focusing on these issues. And I think that we should give our support to the smaller companies because they're really the ones that are going to put the passion behind the product. Oh, exactly. And I'll be honest with you. I think by people uh, following your lead in seeing what you've been able to accomplish um, out of sheer determination and uh, a, a lot of hard work that, uh, yeah, I, you know, and that's, that's one thing that uh, we're starting to talk about more on a national level um, mm -hmm. is in, in not just getting women and minorities and the young and the younger generation of, of people into surveying. It's just the younger people period because they're, they're going into their, their coding and programming and doing all these things. Why can't they, get into something like surveying and uh, be just as successful doing that if they enjoy it, um, mm -hmm. start their own companies, do these things, chase their dreams. Um, I think this is a, is a good thing to do. And uh, you're providing a heck of a, uh, a heck of a role model out there to be able to do these things. Cause uh, it's, it's amazing. Like I said, just going back through your bio and, and seeing what you're doing is, uh, has been fantastic. And uh, yeah. um what do you see as would you have a take on something even society wise that we need to change and to try to be a little more accommodating to women and minorities and and, and non-traditional roles for them i mean how much time do you have? yeah exactly exactly it's one of those questions but i you know i think the main if i was going to really hone it down to one point it would really be that we need to be more welcoming to uh, parents in the workplace. We have to allow that flexibility of work because, you know, studies have found that women who are entering industries like construction and architecture and some of these non-traditional fields, um, they are entering in greater numbers, but they tend to leave um, somewhere around age 30. Right. And the reason for that, um, you know, is obvious. It's because of family issues. I mean, there are children to be taken care of, there are schedules to be worked around. So as we progress through this pandemic and we see um, that it is possible to have flexible work hours and work from home and do all sorts of different things, you know, it's my hope that a lot of workplaces will take those changes on permanently and that it will make things um, more welcoming to women. Exactly. Well, that's something that we've talked about um... It, within our ranks, I mean, surveying was deemed early on as essential, and it, let's let's be honest that um, surveying the, the the activities we do do outside is very very remote, and you know at times and and can be socially distanced, whatever. But we've been able to stay with it and stay working. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of places have not been able to, and I'm hoping that's probably one silver lining out of out of uh, the pandemic is that you're exactly right, is we're learning some of the things coming from here that we can be flexible, we can work from home and, and other places and give people an opportunity 
mothers and fathers to be a little more work-life balance um, because raising those families are important and it shouldn't come down to, uh, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here, it shouldn't come down to motherhood or a career and it just absolutely right. shouldn't. And we should be able to, to, to work these things out to where uh, both can be achieved. There's no reason why it can't be. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and, I, and fathers too, as you, as you mentioned. Exactly. So, that's, yep. So I'm, that's one thing I'm hoping we come out of the pandemic with a little more, um, a little more apathy for uh, wanting to, to uh, people to have a, a, a work life family balance that mm -hmm. uh, we can, we can do these things. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been very interesting. Uh, like I said, we're, just and I know probably you and Amanda have talked about it. Um, um, the average age of a surveyor in predominantly white male was is over sixty, and mm -hmm. uh, to yes. to get yeah, and, and and granted, there's a lot of professions that are like that, a lot of occupations that are like that. So we have to. The trucking industry is one of them. Yeah, and and Somewhere. yep, and one of the things we have to be willing to do. And and the the people that are still that are still in in the industries, um, we've got to we've got to accept that there's a lot more people that can do do the work that we do. That it doesn't have to be stereotypically uh, a white male that does this. And uh, um, because I, I tell you what, I, it amazes me every day that I'm I'm meeting more and more non traditional people that are surveying, and they're fantastic. They're it's wonderful, mm -hmm. and. Um, but then, but then again, I meet meet people uh, like yourself that are just doing this and doing this and doing this and going, wow, that's. Uh, I, I I'm 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 serious. I still want to know how you find time to sleep. So, uh, uh, it's very good. <laughs> Did I mention I have two kids? <laughs> oh, I I I don't know how you do it. I don't. Your your husband must be very patient. <laughs> Um, we, you know, he's really my equal partner and everything. That's, that's how I do it. That's really your answer. It's that's we, perfect. We share, we share all of the responsibilities, uh, right down the middle. So. That is great. That that's awesome. Well, one thing that, uh, NSPS wanted to do in, in, in helping promote, uh, your brand, uh, both Hazard Girls and Juno Jones is that uh, we we would like to partner with you on, especially with the rollout of, of your boot line, is that NSPS would like to give away a pair of boots. And we'd like awesome. to, and so for those that are listening, you need to email to info at nsps.us.com. I want you to, the phrase that pays, we'll say it like they say in the old radio show, that email to, to NSPS, uh, the phrase Juno Jones rocks <laughs> and we're going to give away uh, a pair of boots and we'd also like to give away to a second place, give away a mug and a t-shirt. So uh, for those that are listening, email into to, to Trish at uh, our office and we will set you up uh, with, with Miss Emily and uh, get that winner. If you don't, I mean, if you want to get an idea, uh, junojones.com, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. And go check out these boots. Um, they're fantastic. Um, I can't wait till she's able to uh, get them in stock, roll them out, because I think the 
the women that they're designed for, I think they're going to just love them. I, I, I love the looks of them. And, uh, and, and bottom line is they're designed for women, not for me, which is perfectly <laughs> fine. So, uh, well, thank you so much, Tim. And I also wanted to mention that we have a special promo code for NSPS and we really appreciate NSPS partnership. Um, it's really exciting for us to be able to partner with your organization. The promo code is NSPS15, NSPS15 for 15% off. Very good. We'll we'll note that as well. Um, we're we're going to be partnering with uh, with Emily and some of these things. She's she's now a sustaining member of of NSPS, and you'll see some of the the advertisement going out uh, for for Hazard Girls and for Juno Jones. Um, listen to the podcast. Go check out the boots. Um, one lucky winner is going to get a pair and. Um, Emily, I can't thank you enough for doing this, for initially having uh, Amanda on and then doing this and everything you're doing for promoting women in the workforce. I mean, that's just, it's fantastic. Well, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. I love meeting Amanda. I love meeting you and Trish and uh, the others at NSPS, and I look forward to getting more involved. We do too. So... Until next time, this is Tim Birch for Surveyor Says. Uh, we've got some great episodes coming up, so uh, stay tuned. Thanks. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Surveyor.